on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today. My name is Aaron Young and today we're discussing post-COVID burnout, whether people are retreating to their home offices for that very reason, maybe even looking to resign their jobs. For more, we're joined by Emmy Award-winning broadcast journalist and the author of Suddenly Hybrid, Karen Reed. Great to have you with us again. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So the great resignation came off the back of COVID, sometimes during COVID in the US as well. Let's start first just by explaining what the great resignation has been. Well, a lot of people realize that in their current environment, uh, that they were not uh, happy with what they were doing for work. And so they chose to vote with their feet and they left and went elsewhere. Uh, and there is so much movement uh, within the uh, corporate world that there is, I know, for example, my LinkedIn just blew up. I just constantly was having people pinging me saying, I've started a new job, I've started a new job. So I think that, that was uh, something that was a, a big phenomenon that occurred you know, in concert with with the pandemic. It's interesting. I've got this article in front of me here that says about 40% reported feeling less motivated about their work uh, than pre-pandemic and 33% found it more difficult to concentrate at work because of responsibilities outside of work. I look at the term burnout and I've got friends who have these massive weekends, weekends bigger than they ever had before COVID. They're kind of making up for lost time. They're catching up with friends Monday night, Tuesday night to dinner, Wednesday's a family commitment, but they're burned out at work. How much is life burnout from everything that's going on as a collective compared to just work? And does work become that flexible thing that because there's been so much money washing around in the economy, some workers, employees feel that the one thing that's got to go has got to be that nine to five commitment? Well, I think there's been a blurring of the lines, right, Aaron, because you have work that is not uh, confined to a physical space. And so instead of, you know, being able to basically close the computer and, and, and walk away, instead our computer is in the next room. And so that constantly creates this opportunity. For and it's not just our computer, right? It's our, our iPhones are constantly going off. There's constant messages and emails and, and most workers are now dealing with different time zones that if they miss that one email, they got to wait another day. So they find themselves having to deal with it in what would ordinarily be outside of work hours. Right. And, and if you think about it, during the pandemic, a lot of us were more available than we had ever been. So there was this expectation of immediate response uh, to all of the digital pings that we would get. So that created this expectation that is even today occurring where you're going to get back to me right away. And if you don't, uh, I'm not going to be happy. And so that has created this additional burden uh, that has seeped into our, our personal lives. And, and as you mentioned, there was so much bottled up demand for activity uh, and socialization due to being you know confined for the pandemic that whenever we are actually allowed to engage, uh, we certainly did and we are. Uh, but that does create kind of this constantly on environment where we have a lot of obligations personally that we want to do oftentimes, yeah, but also are trying to manage the professional burdens as well. And also, um, I was reading a book talking about how we are going through life at the moment with these catastrophes that never happen, that constant worry that we've had over the past few years about what might happen, the lockdowns that might not be lifted, 
the sickness that we may or may not get, what could happen if we get COVID, for example, and that that has added an additional level of tiredness because of that ongoing worry that we've had. It's impacted people's mental health. It's impacted people's physical health, weight gain, confidence as well. It seems to all be wrapped together. How much of that is due to employment and how much of that is more of this is where we're at as an entire society because of those lockdowns we went through a pandemic? It's, it's probably a combination of both, right? You know, so we know that mental health um, became a crisis, obviously, over the last several years. And a lot of organizations have tried to address that by, you know, having mental health days and, and having more support services. But the bottom line is whenever uh, their bottom line is impacted financially, some of those uh, efforts uh, take a bit of a back seat. And I, I think about the poor frontline managers and the middle managers right now who are trying to deal with uh, the expectations expectations of their higher-ups and the expectations of their employees who it are It is never fun to-, to be a middle management pre or post-pandemic, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, absolutely. And it makes it so challenging uh, for them to be able to hear and, and feel like their employees are being heard and seen while they're dealing with their bosses who are also expecting more of them today than ever. And they're also operating without a playbook because the way you manage today is very different than the way you probably have managed for your entire professional career. And so that playbook is still being written and there's not a lot of guidance out there, out there on how to do that. Karen Reed, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for talking to us and we hope to talk to you again soon. That is a program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I hope to see you after this.